Ah, nothing like a spring break road trip. Time to shake off the winter frost and thaw out in our destination, sunny Miami Beach. See America first is my motto, and no better way to see America than through the windshield of a car. From that shining Chipotle to the amber majesty of that Costco. They don't call it America the Beautiful for nothing. And when I'm driving across the country, there's nothing I like listening to more than the music of the surf dudes. Let's hop in our Chevy and go to the beach and play in the sand and play at the beach. I'm a surfer dude and you're my surfer girl. Beach party USA. Oh, time for the market report. Do you mind if I just... And as the Dow Jones Industrial Average rebounded, Market forecasters wonder if the S&P 500 Boring. Let's eat some sandwiches at the beach. Oh no, my sandwich got some sand on it. That's okay, I can brush it off. Beach sandwich, you Okay, that's enough of that. And now for a long list of stock numbers. Two, eight, Ugh, thirty-five, I can't stand 11, it anymore. Report's not over yet. Driver picks the music. Just stop it. Don't touch the dial. I'm closer to the radio. Check that one off your bingo card. Stop touching the radio. I want to listen to the surf dudes. Don't touch the radio. Keep your hands on the wheel. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to swerve. Okay, we're all good. Let's just play the theme music. You're listening to Million Bazillion. I'm Ryan. I'm Bridget, and we help dollars make more sense, even when we disagree about what to listen to on a long car ride. All right, let's get to today's question. Hi, I'm Will, and I'm from Westlake, Ohio. Why are there so many of the same stores? Great observation from Will. Uh, on this drive across the country, I'm not so sure I've noticed so many of the same store. Look at that turnoff to our left. There's a McDonald's, a Starbucks, a Walmart, a dollar store, tons of variety. And to our right, there's a Burger King, a Walmart, a Starbucks, another Starbucks, a McDonald's that looks like a Starbucks. (laughs) That's just a fluke. Uh, Look at this next exit. I see another dollar store, another Walmart. And a Pete's coffee. Okay, well, at least Pete's is a little different. Wait, no. They're putting up a new sign. That Pete's is now a Starbucks. Ah! Okay, yes. So, Will's right. There are a lot of the same stores. And we're going to get to the bottom of why that is when we come back. And now it's time for asking random kids not-so-random questions. Today's question is, if you were as tall as a skyscraper, what would you use for money? Big rocks the size of a van. I would use clouds for money. I would use especially carved boulders. I would use houses for money. Well, no money, but in a giant size. Brick houses would be like red pennies. Green houses would be like dollars. And blue houses would be like Canadian $5 bills. And since it's my currency, I would put the faces of me, my mom, my dad, and my sister on them. If I were as tall as a skyscraper, I would use turtles as money. 
That was Joshua in Denver, Ayla in Springfield, Ohio, Teddy in Richmond, Virginia, Mickey in Denver, Connor in St. Louis, and Vishal in Calgary, Alberta. This has been asking random kids not-so-random questions. Okay, welcome back to Million Bazillion. Today, Ryan and I are on a spring break road trip across the USA, headed towards Miami Beach, where I can't wait to sit on the beach and quietly read. In the meantime, it's my turn to drive, and we're answering the question, why are there so many of the same stores? The further we drive, the number of locations of the same stores we see is dizzying. Like, honestly, uh, I feel a little sick. You're probably just maybe a little carsick? Shut your eyes for a minute. Trust me, it'll help. Well, now I just feel dizzy and it's dark. At least we're making good time on our way to Miami Beach. We are? I actually can't tell if this car is getting anywhere or we're trapped in some kind of repeating loop of Chipotle, Starbucks, Wendy's, Chipotle, Starbucks, Wendy's. What in the world is going on here? Yeah, so all these businesses that have all these multiple store locations, they have something in common. A bathroom code that is one, two, three, four, five? No, they figured out how to make it cost less for them to make more of something. Ah, yes, and I know that when a company can make something for less money, they can sell it for less money, too. Exactly. So they're saving all this money by making a lot of something instead of just a few. And then they have all these stores all across the country where they can sell that stuff. I mean, this sounds like a great idea. Why wouldn't every store do this? Say, what's the big, fancy, boring economic term for this? I know you want to say it. No, I don't. I know you, Bridget. I know you want to say it. Mm, it's, it's economies of scale. Economies of scale. Sounds like yet another trick used by greedy businesses to compound their profits. I, for one, refuse to participate in this capitalist rat race. Oh my, look, there's a Home Depot. I love Home Depot. Can we pull off the road for a minute? I need to buy some lumber for new shelves. Ugh, you want to buy lumber while we're in the middle of a 2,000-mile road trip. Yeah, it'll only take up the entire back seat and half of your seat. Let's go. I'm going to say yes, because it's actually a great way to see economies of scale in real life. Let's go. Ah, Home Depot, my favorite huge hardware chain store. The lighting, the bathroom fixtures, the paint swatches, the power tools. I can pretend like I'm an actual homeowner here. Say, uh, this sander would be great on my outdoor deck, wouldn't it? Put the power tool down, you're gonna hurt yourself. Oh, okay, you're right. I should really check out the chainsaws next. No, 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 no. How about we look for what you need to build your shelf? Ooh, good idea. First thing I'm going to need are some three-inch nails. Okay, let's uh, let's look inside these little nail drawers. Uh-oh, looks like this drawer of three-inch nails is almost empty. Should I tell that guy over there in the orange apron? He's got manager written all over him. Truly, his apron says manager. Excuse me, sir. Please don't ask me where anything is. I don't know where anything is. It's okay, he seems busy. Uh, but when that manager goes to order more three-inch nails... He's not going to just call up the nail factory and say, hey, I need a hundred three-inch nails. He's going to call someone else who works for all the Home Depots. Depot? Depotses? 
Deposits? Uh, Depotus. Depotus. Home, home Depot. Look, no matter what the plural of depot is, this is the moment you're going to see how these businesses make their size and number of stores work for them. See, the manager is going to call up Home Depot corporate and he's going to say... Hey, uh, we're running real low on three-inch nails here. Three-inch nails? I love that band. What? Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of something else. What's your question? Can someone from headquarters please send over more three-inch nails? Oh, sure. I've been taking orders from all the Home Depots in the area. I'll call our nail factory. Rock on, man. Nail factory. You nailed it. It's Home Depot here. How much do you charge for one three-inch nail again? That'll be one dollar per nail. And how about if I want to buy one hundred thousand nails? We do this every time, Leslie. I like hearing what my economy of scale gets me. You know that when you buy more, it'll cost you less. So for one hundred thousand nails, we'll charge you ten cents per nail. I love it. Consider me sold. Once again, we're buying so many nails because we have so many stores. We're able to get this great deal on them. And then we can maybe charge less for them in our store than a single hardware store who can't order as many. That's how it works. Every Home Depot is going to have the same type of three-inch nail so they can order a whole bunch of them and get that economy of scale. And that's why Home Depot would want to keep opening more stores. The more customers they can reach, the more stuff they can keep selling. Wow, that's great. But again, I'm asking, why don't all businesses work like this? Do they not like money? Um, I wouldn't think of it like that. They're just running their business with a different goal in mind. Like, let's see if we can find a smaller hardware store in this town. Maybe they'll have your three-inch nails. Ryan, welcome to Holmby Hometown Hardware. It's the only one that exists in the whole world. This place is a lot smaller than Home Depot. Hello, I'm Gladys Holmby. This is my store. Please tell me if there's anything you need. Hi, nice to meet you. We are podcasters who answer money questions, and we are on a road trip. Did you say pod? How exciting. I lived in a pod with my grandson and his wife during Corona. They just loved it. What are your names? I'm Bridget. I'm Ryan. I just like to know who I'm talking to. (laughs) So I'm wondering, would you happen to have any nails? Oh, yes, Ryan, along that back wall. Let me walk you over there. They're behind those handmade deck chairs made with local sycamore wood. Nothing stronger. So what's your project? I'm building some shelves for a sixth of a trophy I won a few episodes ago. Oh, a trophy shelf, hmm? Well, in that case, would you want to get any anchor bolts? I just don't want that shelf of yours to come down on a smart boy like you. I'm sure you win all the trophies. Oh, well, yes. I mean, it's really nothing. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have thought of anchor bolts, Gladys, really. I'm so glad we had this chat. Let 
let me go get those for you. I just had a new shipment in. You know, my grandson won a million bowling hey, I got a question, Bridget. Gladys doesn't seem to hate money, or she wouldn't have upsold me on the anchor bolts. If this economy of scale method works so well for some stores, why come all stores don't do it? You mean, how come all stores don't do it? Yeah, tomato, tomato. Yeah, how come all stores don't do it? That's a great question. Sometimes it can cost a lot of money for a store to reach economies of scale. Some store owners prefer to stay small. I think Gladys likes having a smaller store. She doesn't have to manage anyone. She can get to know all her customers, help them out with their projects. Maybe her customers are willing to pay a little more because they like how she does business. Hmm, yeah. No one at Home Depot even asked us if we needed help. One of the employees asked me if I knew where the bathroom was. And we certainly didn't see any locally made deck furniture like this at Home Depot. Ow, a splinter. Ugh. Don't worry, I'm fine. But if having more locations is the best way to make money, Gladys should open more locations, right? Well, sometimes people can mess up trying to figure out how to save money by getting bigger. Let's talk about that after this little break. Okay, welcome back to Million Bazillion. We've stopped off at Starbucks to regroup for a minute. To recap, Bridget and I are on a spring break road trip to peaceful Miami Beach, trying to answer William's question. Why are there so many of the same stores? The answer has to do with economies of scale, how businesses get bigger and can open more stores if they can make a lot of stuff faster and cheaper than a smaller competitor. These places might be less expensive for the customer, but there's one drawback. They never know your name. Order for Ryan. Order for Bridget. Okay, Starbucks is a bad example, but generally, bigger chain stores are less personal than smaller stores, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. All right, uh, let me take a sip of my favorite Starbucks drink and we'll get back on the road. I've never seen a person order an entire cup of whipped cream before. It's called a puppuccino and it's my favorite drink. Isn't that supposed to be for dogs? Uh, hey, you don't see me making fun of your green tea. <laughs> a tea that's green? What will they come up with next? A pink drink? Hey, I'm thinking maybe before we get back in the car, we should pick up some music we both agree on to make this trip a little more pleasant. Ooh, good idea. Let's buy this CD of whale sounds. I love whale sounds. Wow, who knew they still sell CDs at Starbucks? And who would have thought the one CD we can both agree on is whale sounds? Heck yeah. Let's pump those whale sounds and get back on the road. Oh yeah, these whale sounds really add something special to this experience. Hey, can we pull off again? I drank my drink too fast and I gotta use the bathroom. You drank your whipped cream too fast. Yeah, I did. Just pull off at this big department store here. They gotta have a bathroom. Whoa, what is this place? What's that sign say? S-E-A-R-S. Sears! Oh, it's a Sears! Perfect! Ryan, I don't think we should go in there. Why not? It's Sears. Everyone knows Sears, right? Why is it so dark in here? And cobwebs everywhere. And are those skeletons? No, I'm pretty sure those are mannequins, not skeletons. I think this Sears is abandoned. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's scram. It's locked. We're locked in here. Greetings, friend. <gasps> Who are you? Why they call me the Phantom of Sears. Ah! Ah! Don't leave so soon, friends. 
It's been so long since I've seen another person in here. Uh, okay. So, tell us. Didn't Sears used to be huge? What happened? Why is this store abandoned? And is there a bathroom? I'll answer those questions in order asked. Ah, shoot. Didn't Sears used to be huge, you ask? Yes. Sears used to be the most glorious department chain in all the land. Using the power of economies of scale to grow beyond anyone's wildest dreams. Whether you needed a bicycle or boxer shorts, Sears was billowing with bric-a-brac. The store had ample parking, full air conditioning, no windows. Sears was a thing of beauty. Why, you could hardly find a suburb without a Sears. And then what happened? How did it get to this spooky retail husk? Times were changing, and fearful they'd be left behind, Sears abandoned the economies of scale and started trying to sell a whole lot of stuff people didn't want. That's the danger for any business that tries to grow into a mighty multi-star company. If they don't stick to what they're good at, they might become a store that's good for nothing. Wow, so if you fail with economies of scale, you fail big time. Is that why this place has so many stacks of plaid capri pants? Well, also, they totally bungled it when online shopping came along. Oh, yeah, of course. Talk about scale. You don't have to pay money to open a bunch of stores from coast to coast to sell stuff to people all over the country. You just put up a website. Online, you can go shopping without having to change out of your pajamas. Uh, Are we not supposed to be wearing our pajamas right now? It's athleisure wear. We're not going to wear hard pants on our road trip. Hard pass. Some say Sears failed to keep innovating. Some say their money was managed poorly. Either way, the company failed, and most of their stores were either sold off or abandoned, including this one. We may never know the true answer why, though, let's face it, it was probably Amazon, Ever since their demise, I haunt the Isles of Sears, acting as a messenger to all entrepreneurial hopefuls who enter. Like the Roman Empire, let the tale of Sears be a lesson unto you. Even the greatest of empires can fall in the blink of an eye. Wow, heavy. And, uh, where's the bathroom? Did you say where the bathroom is? Down that corridor past those mannequins. Ah, yes. Uh, The harmless mannequins that I thought were skeletons. Careful, though, Ryan. In spooky scenes like this, the mannequins almost always come to life. I think I gotta risk it. I really gotta use the bathroom. Ah! These mannequins are definitely coming to life! Ah! Let's get out of here! Don't go so soon, friend! Ah! Don't worry! I got this! Get back, you mannequin monsters! Gladys from Holby Hardware, what are you doing here? I was here scouting a pop-up location when I heard what sounded like trouble. Now beat it! I'll keep the mannequins at bay! Thanks, Gladys. We owe you one. You sure do! Next time you need some hardware, consider buying from a small business! You got it, let's go! 
Okay, we made it out of Sears alive, and Gladys is okay, too. She just texted us pictures of her doing a TikTok dance with the mannequins. Turns out when you ask them their names and get to know them a little bit, they're quite nice. (sighs) This has been a really weird road trip, right? But hey, at least we figured out the answer to Will's question. When you see a lot of the same store, it's because that store has figured out economies of scale. They figured out how to make more stuff for less money. And they're going to need more stores to sell all that stuff. But it doesn't make sense for every company to have a bunch of locations. Some businesses just choose to serve their customers in different ways. And just because a company could grow big doesn't mean it's going to stay big. There are lots of stories about businesses that didn't know how to stay efficient. Or maybe they messed up in other ways. I know because Gladys keeps texting them to me. Businesses are just run by people who are trying to make choices the best they can, you know. Oh, look at that. We finally made it to our destination, Miami Beach. About time. The whale sounds were fun between Little Rock and Montgomery, but they started to get old by Tallahassee. Just around this corner, it'll be time for us to stretch out on the peaceful, quiet beaches in Miami. I can't wait to get some good beach reading done. Oh, no. What's going on? Uh, I totally forgot. It's spring break for everyone else, too. This beach is absolute madness. Whoa, somebody brought a pit bull to the beach. Yo, it's me, Mr. Worldwide. Y'all ready to party? Ah, somebody brought pit bull to the beach. I know we've just driven thousands of miles, tangled with a phantom, escaped a bunch of zombie mannequins, and did this all while listening to whale sounds on repeat. But I draw the line at crowds when the temperature is over 80 degrees. Here, let's just get off the beach before things get out of hand. (sighs) Okay, that was a close one. At least uh, it looks like we found a much quieter beach. So listeners, this is our last episode of the season, but we're hoping to come back soon. Keep sending us the questions you have about money. We've got a long drive back, and we would love to hear them. You can send them to us through our website, marketplace.org slash million. Thanks, everyone. And have a safe and happy spring break, or summer break, or holiday break, or whatever break you have coming up next. Have a good break. Ugh, Ryan, I told you, I've had enough whale sounds. How are you even playing these sounds out here? I'm not playing those whale sounds. Those whale sounds are coming from the ocean. Oh my gosh, it's a real whale. Wow, it's beautiful, it's inspiring. And what's that on top of it? Wait a minute, is that a Starbucks? listening to this episode of Million Bazillion. If you want to know more about economies of scale, check out the tip sheet for this episode at our website, marketplace.org slash million. And if you sign up for our newsletter while you're there, you'll be the first to know when we start our next season, which we hope is soon. Oh yeah. And if we didn't answer your money question this season, send it to us now. That's marketplace.org slash million. Million Bazillion is brought to you by Marketplace from American Public Media. This episode was written and hosted by me, Ryan Perez. Bridget Bodner is my co-host and the director of podcasts at Marketplace. 
Special thanks to Santiago Gaino, professor at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania for helping us answer Will's question. And thanks to our friends who lent their voices for this episode. Kimberly Adams, David Brancaccio, Antonio Barreras Lozano, Francesca Levy, Drew Jostad, Emily McCune, Jeff Peters, Neil Scarborough, and Anna Wanger. Million Bazillion's producer is Marissa Cabrera. Jasmine Romero is our editor. Chris Julin is our sound designer. Brian Allison mixed this episode, and our theme music was created by Wonderly. Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital at Marketplace. Neil Scarborough is the VP and general manager. Million Bazillion is funded in part by the Sci Sims Foundation, partnering with organizations and people working for a better and more just future since 1985. And special thanks to the Ranzetta Family Charitable Fund and NextGen Personal Finance for providing the startup funding for this podcast and continuing to support Marketplace in our work to make younger audiences smarter about the economy. Thanks for listening and learning along with us this season. Marketplace is nonprofit public service media. We count on donations from you to help us plan for the future of this show. So adults, show your love for Million Bazillion by making a donation in any amount today at marketplace.org slash give million.